0: everybody. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and this is season two of the Paychecks Business Series podcast. I'm a certified public accountant and a regular business columnist at a bunch of places that you probably read. I write every week for The Guardian, for The Washington Times, Philadelphia Inquirer, The Hill, Forbes, and Entrepreneur. But most importantly, I am a small business owner. I run a 10-person financial and technology management services company outside of Philly. I've teamed up with Paychecks the leading provider of human resources, payroll benefits, and insurance services to bring you real-life stories and advice from real-life business owners and experts. Last season, we talked about the challenges associated with COVID, and this season, we're focusing on moving forward, innovating, and navigating the road to recovery. My special guest today, I'm really happy to have here with us, is Kerry Kusick. Kerry is the Head of Small Business Empowerment at Amazon. Thanks for having me, Jane. So first of all, what is what exactly do we mean by Head of Small Business Empowerment at Amazon? What is your job?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, my job is to understand small business needs and help them grow their business in partnership with Amazon. So that's the work my team and I come to work focused on every day. Got it. Um, which can mean a lot of different things, but we're we're working with lots of different teams across Amazon, lots of leaders in the industry, um, to listen, learn, and and develop things that are going to make a difference
0: for our small business partners, which is
1: really gratifying way to get to spend your day every day. Have you? How long have you been with Amazon? Six and a half years, almost.
0: Wow! And where were you in a prior
1: life? Ah, I uh, I describe myself frequently as a recovering lawyer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: so, I actually started my professional career um, in commercial litigation, um,
0: okay.
1: and then started making making my way towards. Um, Projects and, and work that I felt like um, made a difference in the world. So, moved from there into renewable energy and got to work on some really cool renewable energy projects for a number of years um, before I made my way to Amazon. Uh, so, it's been a fun journey.
0: So, you know, we talk about small businesses on Amazon. Um, this is the, the, the first of all, there's a lot of misconceptions, but one, one thing I just want to try and make clear with you is that there are a lot of different types of small businesses that make money off of Amazon, right? Absolutely,
1: yes. Um, Amazon works with more than two million independent partners in the US. And those partners include um, businesses that sell in our stores, businesses that operate delivery service businesses, they use tools from Amazon web services, they build Alexa skills, they publish books with Kindle Direct Publishing. Um, Over half of everything that's purchased from Amazon is sold by an independent third-party seller which are mostly small, medium-sized businesses, but we have a wide range of small businesses that we do partner with.
0: You know, there's uh, obviously, you know, people, people have their criticisms about Amazon, particularly with small business. Um, and, and I, I want to give you a chance to respond, you know, to that, Kerry. I mean, how, how do you view Amazon's relationship with small businesses and what does Amazon do uh, for small businesses?
1: Yeah, at Amazon, you know, supporting small, small businesses is a fundamental part of our work Um, it's an extension of our, our customer centric culture. You know, we've, we've got 14 leadership principles here at Amazon. The very first one is customer obsession. And for us, small businesses are among the customers that we obsess over. We know that our success depends on their success, um, and every day I've come to Amazon for the past six and a half years. Every conversation has literally started with working backwards from that. You know, working backwards from doing the right thing for our customers, including those small business partners. Um, so I've gotten to see that year over year, um, and so. In addition to seeing, you know, just the way we approach our work, um, I've also had the privilege of seeing how selling in Amazon stores, how partnering with Amazon uh, to grow a small business, has enabled hundreds of thousands of smaller companies to sustain and even grow, even in a, a year as challenging as this one has been um, with the COVID nineteen crisis. You know, our our commitment to supporting small businesses and adapting together for the future has never been more steadfast. You know, one of your themes for this year uh for the podcast is is innovating and that's something we've been focusing on as well as you know we know our small business partners are inventive and resilient and incredibly creative and that getting to the other side of all of this um, successfully uh surviving it thriving through it requires innovating and adapting and so we've been even more focused than ever on um On partnering with our small business partners to do that to help provide education and resources and opportunities and we've seen uh, we've seen incredible success stories come out of that which is incredibly uh, encouraging. You know, for example, we designed this year's Prime Day to support small businesses, which was particularly fun. Uh, We committed more than $100 million to help their growth over the course of that shopping event and the upcoming holiday season, which included holding our biggest small business promotion yet. Um, And that promotion helped drive more than $900 million in sales for small businesses in the two weeks leading up to Prime Day. During Prime Day, small and medium-sized businesses achieved another $3.5 billion and sales, which marks the two biggest days ever for small medium-sized businesses in Amazon store. Um, and in total is nearly a $4 billion boost for, for small and medium businesses just in the course of that event. Um, and the 3.5 billion represents, you know, a 60% year-over-year year increase in growth um, as we helped connect more customers who are shopping increasingly online right now with this small business partner. So we just see lots of opportunity um, we, we've seen small businesses um, thrive and succeed because Amazon provides some really great channels and opportunities to connect with with the customers who love um, and are delighted by their products. And we've only seen those trends increase so
0: you know um, how do you respond to you know some small businesses complain that Amazon competes with them selling their own, products you know that, that, that go up against some of their small business merchants what, what do you tell your, your merchants who come to you with that with that problem?
1: I think the first thing I, I'd reinforce is that more than half of the products sold on Amazon come from small and medium sized businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know the, the, the products that customers are seeking or purchasing are discovering in, in Amazon's store from those businesses more than half of that uh, or more than half of the products come from those small and medium-sized businesses amazon does sell a number of its own products but it represents an incredibly small percentage of the overall products in our store you know it's very normal for for businesses to uh sell you know their own uh labeled products um, but for us it's a very small percentage and you know on the other side of that we are investing billions of dollars in helping small businesses uh you know in investing uh, in tools and services and programs that help small businesses grow their brands, connect with more customers. Um, And on the other side of that, we see a ton of growth and opportunity.
0: Just, you know, a little bit diversion, but as, a, as an employee of Amazon, you've been there for over six years. Um, there's a couple of things that I thought would be of interest that, uh, you know, for our, our our listeners who run small businesses. First of all, you guys have a, a unique way of doing meetings. And, and we few, do. Yeah, a few people from Amazon have told me about this. It comes from Jeff Bezos. And it's literally like you either do this or you're out the door. What is What is what? What do you guys? What's so unique about the way you guys do meetings in Amazon?
1: We write a lot of documents, Gene. Um, oh. So we uh, we don't use PowerPoint. Okay. Um, whenever we have a meeting, you know the the owner of that meeting has to actually prepare a document that crystallizes uh, what we're there to talk about, the uh, the problem that we're trying to solve, the considerations that went into it, the research data that we've developed pros, cons, et cetera. Um, but right. we never have a meeting without a document. So you get very, very good at writing around here.
0: <laughs> yeah. I hear like you have to write the document and then like for the first, like half of the meeting, everybody sits mm-hmm. there and just has to read the documents, correct? It's
1: true. Yeah. So you walk in the room, you've got the document, you spend, depending on the length of the document, you spend the first, say, you know, anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour reading. Um, And then you've got your anchor point for the whole conversation. But it's very strange when you first walk in, because you don't start talking, everyone just sits down, heads down, and read.
0: <laughs> that is great. I mean, first of all, it's humbling as well. And then people come back and they give you comments on the document. And then I guess there's action items at the end. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That the owner has to take away. That's that's really good. And also also from, an, from a culture um, aspect at Amazon, um, you guys are a very pet-friendly uh, environment as well. Is that true? We are. We
1: are. We're very dog-friendly. I'll be specific. <laughs>
0: Yeah. There's like thousands of dogs registered by Mm -hmm. employees. Do you, are you in the Redmond area? Is that where you live? So do you go into the main offices or are you somewhere else?
1: Yeah. In the Seattle area. Um, and so I've actually brought my dog to the office for years. Uh, she's a huge fan. She grew up there. Um, and it's one—it's definitely one of my favorite things about getting to go into the office around here.
0: That's funny. That really is funny. Now back to selling on Amazon. So I also hear from a lot of clients of mine that sell on Amazon is that um, you guys can be a real pain in the neck to sell on. <laughs> it is the requirements are heavy. Um, you know, there's requirements to respond to customer service complaints fast to, uh, you know, buy by the rules uh, to participate in certain programs. What you know, how do you respond to those, you know, to those concerns?
1: It's a great question. I think um, I think I'd start with working backwards from from the customer experience we're all trying to provide. Right. So, you know, I started at the top of our conversation commenting on how. Uh, we're customer obsessed in the work we do with our small business partners as an extension of that. And so when we think about the store, obviously we're trying to create that amazing customer experience that, that Amazon customers have come to know and love. Um, and to have that be the experience, regardless of, of you know, where the product the customer is purchasing is coming from. And so, you know, we, we often find um, that our small business partners share that obsession, obviously. You, know, you customers are the lifeblood of the business, um, and that relationship that you curate, uh, the experience that you provide, uh, both with the product and the customer service, makes all the difference in that customer coming back and returning. So, we we set a high bar for for ourselves here at Amazon. Um, we uh, our our selling partners join us in meeting that bar. Uh, it can be it can be um, a lot of work, which I think uh, is not a surprise to any small business partner um, or any any. Person running a small business. um, But at the end of the day, we see the benefit that it it drives for uh, both our customers, but ultimately for the small business partners who those customers come back to time and again. So, um, one of the things that can be harder at scale, of course, is to to make sure that experience for customers is consistent. And so, making sure we do have you know, where it's possible, make it as easy as possible to, to do the great thing, do the right thing, make sure those policies are clear, trying to communicate them as cleanly as possible, make it as easy as possible to, to execute are all continuous things that we, we work to make even better and better. Um, but that bar for customers is one of the, the most critical things and despite how challenging it may be sometimes to, to get to that point um, or to, uh, develop your small business to the point where you've got a really great infrastructure to support some of it. Um, the the benefits on the other side, in terms of the customer base that you um, and, and the relationships and the trust you develop are
0: worth it. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, okay, so, okay let's assume. So hopefully you're going to be an Amazon for another 50 years. You're happy where <laughs> you are. It's all good. But I don't know let's assume that you decide to you know leave the company and be an amazon merchant yourself right now you've been in the know you've been there for six years so you know all the secrets right so first Mm. of all what like what niche would you say would, would be something that you think you know or maybe it could be a couple of niches that you see for small businesses looking to get into looking to grow if you were to start your own business to sell on Amazon, you'd be like, ah, that's a place I could make some money. It's such an interesting question.
1: Um, you know, the the interesting thing is, is, um, you know, if I back to actually, if I were in that position, um, if I think back to the advice that we often give um, our small business partners who, who have similar questions, like, where do I start? What are the opportunities? Um, it starts by, a combination of filling filling a gap, right? Like what is a need no one else is meeting? Um, How can I fill that? And being excited about it, right? So the the folks that we also see be incredibly successful are also just really excited. They do what they love and they're really excited about it which makes it easier and more enjoyable to to pursue that offering and make it better and better for customers over time. you know, if I had to pick a product for uh, for myself to get into, that one's tricky. You know, I come from a family of entrepreneurs and I am <laughs> constantly inspired. And when I say family, I'm talking parents, grandparents, siblings, right. cousins, aunts, uncles, um, and incredibly inspired by uh, their ability to identify and tap into that thing that people love. Um, and so for me, I know, you know, right now perhaps more than any other moment in time you know there's a there's been this year uh, you know heavy focus on the less the things that people uh want I guess I'll phrase and more the things they need right those essential products and then making sure you got them and you got them when you need them and this year's been tricky for that um in some areas as we know um so for me I'd probably start by looking at you know some of those trends that have accelerated, you know, folks are shopping more online, they're starting to source more types of products, align things that they might've gotten in stores previously. What are folks leaning into and um, where are they sharing feedback that it could be better?
0: Right. You know, it's funny with your answer is that, so what that tells you about you is that it's not as if you want to sell something, you have some passion to sell some specific thing on Amazon, but you would more lean to saying like, okay, well, where are the trends going and where can I make some money? And I'd be happy to... To sell, you know, whatever it is, because it's just fun to sell. Um, along that line, so you're a moneymaker.
1: A little bit. I'd, I'd I'd reframe it a bit as I I thrive best when I'm when I'm helping meet a need or a problem. Sure. Um, and so if I could find that thing where I know I could know I could make a difference, I could fill a need, and then make it really great. Yep. Um, that would be a really satisfying way to, to spend the day.
0: Makes sense. Um, so coming up in the future, um, tell us a little bit about where you think e-commerce and Amazon is going to be for small merchants in the next few years? Where do you you think some of the developments will be?
1: One of the interesting things um, as we've been studying this year and understanding Uh, what customers need, what small businesses need, as we've seen an acceleration of of trends that were true pre-COVID. So in a a world where a lot has changed um, and change is really the only constant, a few things have remained consistent. Um, We've seen that customers um, are, you know, continue and are always going to value the widest selection possible, low prices, and fast, convenient delivery. Um, And so when we think about uh, what that means for small business growth over the next several years, um, so some of the advice we've been giving is, like, that's the formula that has worked before COVID, and we've only seen those trends strengthen as customers have adjusted their shopping behaviors to the world around us. Uh, No one store has everything customers want or need. Online shopping has saved customers time and expense of driving to multiple locations. Sometimes there's obviously costs involved with that, financial costs, uh, time costs. And so we've seen that online shopping has become more important to people than ever. Um, we've seen it's good for the economy it's good for the environment as well it often allows uh, increasingly um, customers to shop their values which we've seen become even more important this year you know they've uh, for a lot of folks who you know even if it's been long-term important to them to shop small to shop local to shop women-owned to shop black-owned um, etc you know to, to, to support those businesses they care deeply about doing that online has become even more important because in many cases they can't just you know walk down the street or drive across town to that, that brick and mortar store uh, either because of physical limitations or, or what have you so we've seen that desire to do all of that online paired with then also having the selection they want the low prices they want um, fast convenient delivery um, and so so our encouragement has been as we you know go into the rest of this year, which is going to be coming to a close shortly, and as we you know prepare for the next couple of years to really lean into those truths um, because they're going to be the things that drive customer behavior um, those consistent desires and, and meeting those customers where they are will be really important to not just surviving which i know is you know the it's the minimum bar that we all want to hit um, but then you know perhaps thriving as well and getting to uh, create success stories like um, one of my favorites for example recent, from recently is the story of a company called palouse brand Um, who's a, a family farm operation in Washington state. They sell dried beans and peas and grains and other food products. Um, They began their partnership with us in in 2013 and they've shared that when COVID-19 hit early this year because they were were well established online already um, and had already tapped into starting to meet those three essential needs. They saw their sales double month over month as customers sought to stock up on non-perishable foods. They were able to ramp up their contributions to their community through financial and food donations. Um, And then they also were able to create a ton of jobs, they hired more than 100 temporary and permanent employees, mostly single mothers and those recently laid off to assist with the workload. And that's the type of um, great flywheel that we we love to see come out of this is meeting those customer needs and then getting to see it uh, both feed the business and feed the local community in terms of jobs and contributions. Um, And so leaning into those trends is what we see really uh, fuel uh, success stories like that.
0: All right. Well, Carrie, we're almost out of time, but I've I've saved my hardest question for you until the very end. So get ready for this one. So as an expert of all things, Amazon, as you are, Carrie, is it, is it the marvelous Mrs. Maisel or the marvelous Mrs. Maisel?
1: Oh, it's Mrs. Maisel. Is it
0: Maisel? hundred
1: percent. It's Maisel.
0: I'm glad you- It has to
1: be. I'm what do you, you think?
0: I, I think it's Maisel as well, but I'm glad we had that validated. Thank you very I am much.
1: A, I am a, a huge fan. I've been watching that one since day one.
0: It is a great show, and I also uh, and Fleabag was another great show that I watched along uh, around the same time. But yeah. marvelous, Mrs. Maisel is great. Kerry Kuzik is the head of Small Business Empowerment at Amazon. Um, Carrie, I appreciate you you coming on. It was very good information um, about it, and and maybe in the future we can also dig in a little bit further into the details details. Um, uh, other questions have come to me about just, you know, succeeding and selling on Amazon, but that'll be for another, another episode at another time. So thank you for Absolutely. coming on and joining me Thanks. Uh, for more great podcast episodes, the paychecks business series podcast and other information to help you run your business, please visit paychecks.com forward slash works. That's W O R X. I'm Jean Marks and everyone, thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is Property of Paychecks, Inc., 2020, all rights reserved.